Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nick. This is episode 318 for July 16th, 2022. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. Nick here. I need to have the hi, everybody. I'm Rob on my script. I almost forgot it today. I almost forgot your own name. Oh, yeah. No. I know. I was like, I'm reading the date and I'm like, what do I say next? <laughs> hey there, I'm Reginald. No, that's not right. <laughs> Russell, maybe? <laughs> closer, closer. Uh, hi everybody, welcome to the show Two years ago today, gents, we were in the Black Hills Wow So was this the day that you uh, looked at a prairie dog and said, what's up dog? What's <laughs> up dog? One of the great <laughs> memes of all time has actually become a staple now Yeah Of online discourse Yeah What's up dog? What's up dog? Something I've actively tried to forget <laughs> Over the past two years. Never. That was the picture that came up. It was the selfie I had with the, the yep. prairie dog. Hashtag um, never forget. Never forget. Uh, <laughs> it was also the time that we uh, we scaled the the Badlands. That's right. That's right. Whatever those formations were in the Badlands. Yeah. And uh, you I guys went to a, a buffet. There you yes, go. I do. You guys went to a buffet in Deadwood and That's I right. hit the tables. Oh. That Man. prime rib, dude. That prime rib is so good. I would drive there today for it again tonight. I will I will say, I mean, you know, people always talk about like, you know, don't eat seafood if you're in the Midwest. You know, eat it in on the coast. Yep. Like there's something about steak in yeah. the Midwest. Yeah. That you don't get. Yeah. Yeah, they're killing the cow in the backyard. Did you right have, there? Did you have crab right legs in the casino? Did you have crab legs that night there at the at that buffet? Do you remember? I might have. I don't remember. I don't remember well. having them that night either, but I know they're always there. It's a crab leg and prime rib buffet, and it just beautiful. All the fixings, <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> I bet there was. Uh, I bet there was roasted chicken there as well. I mean, it's just a home a homegrown feast. But yeah, you're right. They probably killed the cow right there. Oh, totally. I'm sure. I'm sure. Totally. What a great town. What a fun yeah. town. I would go back any day. Oh, yeah. Just, I would fly in. Just call me. I'm, I'm there in Deadwood. <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy, man. Time is just ticking, ticking, ticking on by. Yep. It just hey, doesn't my God, stop. stop. Okay. Stop what? having your fucking existential crisis. Dude, I've had oh such God. a goddamn baby. I, I, it's awful. I keep trying to stop this thing and it won't stop. I'm trying to stop oh the train. God. I'm like Spider-Man at the end of Spider-Man 2 with the webs on the buildings and they just keep falling off. Yeah, it gets so much worse, Nico. <laughs> no, don't tell me that. It gets that. so much better. I don't know what any of you are talking about. Don't what do you mean? Me You're that. the youngest one here. Yeah. I am in my goddamn prime. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, I'm get, in my prime too, but I feel it slipping away though. It gets I, so much worse. <laughs> I'm trying to extend I, I just, the prime I as long so as I disagree. can. I, I definitely do not agree with any of those people who say that. Oh, you're gonna miss your childhood. I don't miss a goddamn thing. Mm. I love being an adult. Yeah, but you had a shit childhood though. What do you mean 
I had a shit child. I wasn't you were a kid or anything. I was emo just... and angsty and shit. You were oh. always like shopping at Hot Topic, being like, <laughs> "Fucking My Chemical Romance is the voice oh, of I the didn't generation." Like My Chemical Romance. Nah, don't 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 insult me, <laughs> Nick. I was around you in those days. I know what no, was I up. I didn't like them. I didn't well, like them though. Fallout Boy. Fucking no, I hated Fallout Boy too. <laughs> I like Green Day. I liked Green Day. Oh, you yeah. liked Green Day. Okay, yeah. that was that was my go-to. I didn't really like most of those bands though. Yeah, they were uh, they were sufficiently well. They weren't really emo, but they were like punk, right? They're pop. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're like <laughs> right <laughs> punk for suburban white kids, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I I I when I was a kid, I used to you know hear from adults it gets so much harder, enjoy it while it lasts, yada 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 yada, and I I just I remember having the thought. Why are adults upset all the time? Like, I remember thinking that as a kid because I was just happy all the time. And it was like, why can't you just be like this all the time? Why can't you just choose to be happy? And then adult hit me. And I'm like, I totally got it. Like, I totally get everything, you know? It'd be so much know, easier man. if you could just give me a handbook when I was 10 and being like, listen, this is how you're going to feel. For, for me, I think the line falls at having kids that's the thing that i am convinced if i had kids i think i'd be miserable yeah i do yeah. i absolutely think that <laughs> everyone I absolutely is. think that everyone yeah. is i can't imagine i i can't imagine it working Here, out here's but, the thing if it wasn't programmed in our dna to love our children human beings would abandon their kids in in a instant the some minute, do anyway well, yeah. some do anyway right yeah. but it's ingrained in our dna to love and protect this thing if that wasn't mm-hmm. there pff, minute that thing and started some animals crying. don't have that by the way right some right. animals they kick their fucking thing out as soon as possible they're like well, hey push it out you're born nest. hope it hope you're, it flies look at sea turtles you just lay your eggs on the beach and, and then leave. And then leave. Never and fucking come back. Yeah, you never see him again. It is up to those little fuckers to get there, and most of 500 them 500 newborn turtles hatch. 30% of them are eaten by seagulls yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Like, well, I mean, it, it's only like a 15% success rate. Don't see well, turtles have thing. like... The, animal, the animals that abandon their young are the ones that have like enormous litters. Right. <laughs> Whereas humans, like, you get one, exactly. maybe two. <laughs> like I said, it's year. ingrained in our DNA to love and protect. Right. And, it, yeah. I'm Every- going the other way on this. I feel like I could have a kid tomorrow. No, you couldn't. I feel like I want to. No, Nico wants like that's to be the only, yeah. a housewife. It's, it's the only logical next step for me. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm at, I've, I've hit my wit's end in every area. And it's like, See, like might as well try parenting now. You're going to think I'm crazy. I love, like, I love, like, doing my invoices and paying my bills. And, like, I, I don't know, man. I uh. For me, it's like... Uh, it's like a, it's like something to keep track of, a scorecard. I can, like, see myself, like, doing better over time. I put so and much... And it makes me feel good. I, I have no bills that I have to pay every month. Everything is automated. I don't... I just take it. I don't... <laughs> Rob, I do not automate a single fucking oh, bill. Everything's automated. I manually automated. pay... It's an event my for me every like month. I, most of my bills are automated, too, but my father's still, like, you know, he has a calendar written yeah. down in his notepad, and it's, like, on the second of so-and-so, you have to pay the electric bill, and it's, like, he has to remember every single bill that I, he I have all of my. Thi- I have all of my things lined up in the same, in, like, the second week of the month, so in the first week of the month, 
I sit down, and it's a whole event. I go through everything. Awful. I love it. I just got a notification this morning from my uh, phone carrier said, thanks for your payment. And I went, oh, I didn't know that was due today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, I I guess that's not the part of adulthood that I, I dislike. I do like having, like, responsibilities, and I like sort of, you know, keeping things in order or whatever, but... It's the running out of time that terrifies me. It's the what if I can't do this, 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 and this, you know? See, that doesn't bother me because I'm not convinced that this idea that we have to be successful in our 20s or even our 30s is a thing. I don't fucking buy that. Like, how old was George R. R. Martin before anybody knew who the fuck George R. R. Martin was? 55? Probably up. Yeah, he was probably right in fucking night and elfish tales or whatever when yeah. he was in his 30s and no one gave a shit. I do not buy this idea that like if you're not successful by some certain date that you're never gonna like I, I just don't buy it I don't yeah um sure yeah but like I also if I do you're the not trying to be constantly. a bodybuilder like what do you care no I f- you want to do intellectual yeah. artistic things with I, your life I feel you but like there's a couple things in life that it's like okay I'd like to hit that and I just don't know if I have the real estate to hit all those things. You don't. Like I was th- you don't. You yeah, won't. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, that's the hard thing to sort of come to terms with, right? Like, I, I have in my head, I want to play piano one day. Oh. I like want to learn how to play piano. But, Nico, you, this is, this is the problem what? that you have to let go of. What? You, these grandiose things that you want. I don't know. Want, that's grandiose. If, that's not grandiose. Listen, it is grandiose yeah. because... A, you have to have some sort of talent, and B, you are not ready to put in the time and effort needed to get to that point. Okay, I didn't say I, I needed to be good at playing piano. I just wanted to be able to play piano by the she end wants of to my play. life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, I can play that already. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay, then you're done. <laughs> then you're done. Check. Check it off. Accomplished. Like, chopsticks. I mean, I have chopsticks that are control. Move on too. to the next one. <laughs> you... you you have these things that you imagine what life would be like only if I had this ability that I have no time and effort to be able well, to put into. Well, it's the time and effort thing is the problem. Exactly. Right? It's it's the time and effort. Exactly. But I've always sort of had a short attention span with things like that. Like, I, I have a very hard time, like, committing wholeheartedly into one thing. I usually get bored and kind of move on to the next thing. Yep. Um. So yeah, but but like I'm doing the math. Like okay, if I can start piano in my fifties, but then what difference does that make? I'm sixty years old now, and I could play piano. Like who gives a fuck? Like there's all these things. Like you have to kind of, you know, you have to just do it. But I, I'm too busy planning all the time. I'm too busy. Like oh, I, it'd be awesome if I could do this and this and this and this. And I haven't made the one decision yet. You know, like I now I'm like on this kick. I kind of want to make like a short film, maybe. Then do it. Yeah. Yeah, but like do I want to do that or do I want to like do I want to go down another path with like, you know, like that but requires yeah, you so act much like time. these you act like these paths are all dead ends to something else. Like yeah. it's just fucking just do something. Who yeah, cares? I guess that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Doing one thing doesn't mean you can't do other things. You got to just be like me and just, you know, hate every second of your life until <laughs> you Stockholm syndrome yourself into thinking it's great. Yeah, yep. until you enjoy it. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's kind of the that's the strategy, man. Don't stop. Just uh, work yourself to death and die at thirty. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm approaching. Exactly. I'm approaching uh, the <laughs> Forever Twenty Seven Club this year. 
<laughs> he had a good run. Yeah, Forever 27 is right around the corner. I mean, it's all the great geniuses of their time died at my upcoming age. <laughs> let's, only hope, let's only hope you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> 30 days, man, until I'm 27. <laughs> you are mm. going to hate turning 30. Like, 30 is going to kill you. Okay, so here's what I've here's the little trick that I play with myself because I'm a lunatic. So the last couple years, I anticipate the age that I'm going to be the following year, and mentally I put myself in the state that I'm already that age. So for the last year, I've been telling people that I'm 27. Yeah, I mean, I and think I, every, like, I think everybody does that. I think yeah. every Wait, single person. How old you are? To well, I don't lie, but like I round up. Yeah. Or even if I don't tell people, I'm like just 26, mentally, I think to myself, I'm 27. Like, I'm 26.0001. Round it up. 27. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> what I do. Way. <laughs> I swear to God, like I, I tell myself, I'm 27. I'm 27. I think a lot so when of the day actually comes, it's easy to sort of stomach the blow. If you ask me how old I am, it takes me a good five or six seconds to answer the question <laughs> yeah. at all. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> no, I, I I just obsess about age, man, though. Like, I obsess about time passing, what year it is. I do the math all the time of, like... <laughs> it's because, yeah, you're always thinking about movie years, like, when movies come out. Thinking about and... movie years. Yeah, well, I do the math, too, of, like, okay, 10 years ago, I was a senior in high school, and 10 years before that, I was eight. And does, you know, that, those 10 years feel shorter or longer than the past 10 years. Like, I'm always doing that math, you know? The last yeah, four but, years, but was that's this a long. that's a losing that's a losing battle because I know. of because I know. those the time starts to exponentially go faster. I get it. I'm a yeah. lunatic. It's bad. Also, I shouldn't do I'm, it. I'm also but, convinced. I've always been convinced that the first like 15 years of your life don't fucking count. No, no. Like, you, when, yeah. when you think about like how old are you actually intellectually? Yeah. That's Not true. like, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't count those for 15 years where you're just figuring out how to fucking do anything. Right. Like, right. Uh, you know, everybody, I guess you could start the number wherever you want, but you're, you're like 10. You've had like 10 years as like a conscious adult. Yeah. OK. All right. Is that so really so bad now? Like, um, think about how far you've come in 10 years as a conscious adult. No, but then I do like how many decades do I have in my life? And on average, like I only have like five left. Right. Which is crazy. Talk I to me when you're them. knocking on forty, asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's why. Like, I, I find your complaints about it so like silly because I know that the average listener is probably like shaking their fist at you. Yeah, I know, right I know, I know, I know. And that's why I'm terrified of it's only getting worse. It's like I'm in my twenties and it's so bad. It's so it's bad. Not. But see, it's not my thirties. yourself. My thirties flew by fast, two times as fast as my twenties did. And I think oh, yeah, that, don't tell me that I think that exponentially just gets faster and faster because I mean, I, your perception I, of time is it, right. It's, it's always in relation to the time you experienced right. before. So one, yeah, the last 10 years year, were a smaller percentage of your life than one year for me is one fortieth of my lifespan where exactly. one year for you is one twenty fifth of your lifespan. Roughly. Sure. Right. So, right. yeah, I mean, that that's where it, it really comes into play but yeah my 40s went twice as fast as or my 30s went twice as fast as my 20s and i I can see my 40s going by fast but we also get more efficient as we get older like you can get more done in a lot of ways can you i mean yeah it it depends on like what we're talking about like yeah if we're talking about running a marathon you probably don't necessarily get more efficient as you get older unless you really work at it but but you know in terms of like just the everyday 
slog. Like you get through it quicker. You end up. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think guess you do. That's I think true. I think I, I'm definitely more efficient with like my work or with just regular handling handling of the stresses of life. No, and they, it is they don't bother me as much. It, as it it's used important to. to point out too, in terms of like accomplishment, time is still going by at the same speed. You know, even right. though your perception is different, like you still have the same amount of hours that you did ten years ago to fill with whatever you got to fill it with. Yeah, but you know, there is a lack of change, though. I feel like just like personally, like I feel like around twenty four, twenty three, twenty four, like I kind of figured out who I was, and that I. I there's something about that that's actually very scary to me. I know like a lot of people are comforted by that of like, I, I know who I am now and I'm secure in myself or whatever. But like to me, there was always something really comforting about not knowing exactly who I was and like fi- filling in the blanks as life goes on. And I know I'm a fucking moron. I know I'm going to be a different person in five years, yeah. 10 years, 15. I know I get it. But like, yeah, once there's f- something about the finality of it. That's once you find drugs, you'll find a whole new you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I will say this as I'm as I'm knocking on the door of 40, I feel that uh primal urge to have children. I feel it. Mentally I don't want it, but I absolutely feel it. It's like, ooh, I need to get out there and you know, fucking plant my seed. <laughs> it sounds like it's time to get a cat. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, but it... Oh, Jesus. My microphone just came off. Um, it, it is weird because I absolutely... I absolutely feel it, but I know mentally that I don't want that. It, it, it's it's an odd feeling. It's an odd feeling. Yeah, I I can only imagine how women feel because that yeah. primal urge is probably even stronger. Yeah, um, that, that, you know, most women are not able to you know quell that I, and i think it's just because it's so strong really honestly I, I just i think i just i'm just laughing at the fact that we have no like right to talk about this at all <laughs> i think i think a like lot. we can we can we can subjectively guess and assume but like but, i don't know but it's been no most it, of the yeah it, most of the young women i know in my life are they're in a hurry it's a film and a tv trope it's it, you know it's used yeah, over well, that and over mean again. It's real. Well, but, no, yeah. but yeah. I mean, there's a reason that it it's there. There's a reason yeah. that it's in in the pop culture. Yeah, m- most of the women that are that I know that are in like their late twenties now are kind of they're dying to get married. That's yeah. for, but I feel like that's more societal than anything. Like they see their I friends getting know. married by I, thirty. I think I think it's a very basic, you know. The idea of marriage? Yeah, the the idea of uh, a single partner. I think that goes back to early caveman days, honestly. Yeah, but I, no, I'm 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 just talking about the the uh the like the urgency of solidifying the marriage before 30. Like these are sometimes I, I people that live together that are clearly like in it for the long run or whatever, but they're anxious because their friends are getting married or like they're going to turn 30 soon and then their viability will be over. Yeah, the marriage you know? thing. Yeah. But I think that the fact that a, a female wants to, you know, make a home for a child with a single partner goes back to, you know, early. Humans. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's something we've always done. You know, it's just it's the tradition. Right. Yeah. But um, what are you laughing at over there? Skippy. I, I just. <laughs> I just, I'm just really laughing at like, 
This is how I imagine people make fun of just dude podcasters. Yeah, right. <laughs> this, this conversation we're having is the one that people are like, yeah. oh, three white guys just fucking talking about. <laughs> Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson talking right. about freaking <laughs> global warming. I just like, I, I don't know. I can't take us. I can't take us seriously right now for well, some then, reason. Let's move on because I gotta- I'm only observing what I've seen. I don't, let me be clear. I know less about women than anyone in the entire <laughs> Entire world. Let me be clear on that. There's no one that knows less than me. But from just an observant point of view, it just seems like that's you know they're in a hurry. I've been wa- maybe they shouldn't be in a hurry. Maybe they have more time. I've been watching a lot of early humans documentaries recently, so I, I'm really fascinated by by the connection <laughs> that we still the, the traditions that we still carry on. Yeah, I love that shit. I love that shit. Yeah. So I have a thunderstorm rolling through, so be ready to hear some loud Oh hell yeah. Bangs and tornado sirens probably. I love you better it. not lose the backup, my guy. <laughs> if the power yeah. goes out. Yeah, well, it won't be good. <laughs> uh I do you have a rant? You you were teasing ahead of time. You had a rant. Oh no, today. I just thought that if we get into a couple of things, it would be great. Um I do want to talk about the James Webb telescope though. Did you guys see the <laughs> oh, Did you guys see I've these? seen the photos? Yeah. You waited a month to release that? Like why are the why are you setting on these pictures for over a month? Like the date was set like in early June I heard, "Oh, July 12th be the first day that we see pictures from the James Webb telescope. They'll be released to the public." Why are you setting on that? Because that those are cool pictures. They're a little sharper than Hubble zoomed in a little bit more i mean they're quite a bit different than hubble you you gotta explain what you're talking about i have no idea what you're talking about okay so the james webb telescope uh is the basically the most powerful telescope and camera that we've sent into space yep okay and so it sets at this they call it a lagrange point and it's mm -hmm. pretty much where the moon like the zz top song (laughs) where the moon and the earth there's two points on either side where gravity is perfectly balanced, so they've parked it into that like spot. So it's being pulled on from the Earth and the Moon at the same uh, proportions. It's over a million miles away from Earth. And is that what allows it to essentially stay so still that it can get the photos so clearly? I, I think I think that's part of it, but I think. I think it's just the way that they're able to. So the the James Webb Telescope has these eighteen hexagon. Are they hexagons? They're a shape of some Probably. sort. Hexagons, yeah. uh, and they're e- that those are an individual mirror that when they are combined together make one giant mirror. And each of those eighteen mirrors can like uh, adjust themselves, tilt, and it's it's so sensitive. It's like a half of a tenth of a grain of sand or something that they can move it's just insane you know precision that they can do so i think that that makes the the images so uh steady i guess these are stunning pictures yeah but why are you waiting over a month to release them what are they they hiding JFK's body. No, I'm not. There, no, I'm not even going. <laughs> What's that, your conspiracy? No, here, there's no Rob? conspiracy. No, I I didn't even think of that. That's so far from my brain. I didn't even think of that. I just see him sitting on these pictures, being like, "Yeah, we're gonna wait till the 12th for these motherfuckers." 
Well, like, don't the photos take like a week or so to even? Oh, I suppose. Like, but take the photo. They they've had these. Yeah, you got to send it to the the dark room. You got to get your fucking <laughs> intern at NASA to develop that. Yeah, shit. they also they, they also colorize them. Yes. Um, oh, these are so not the do, natural colors. Well, because it's an infrared camera, you can't get the natural colors, but they can determine what those colors would be. Right. So they're not guessing though; they actually know for a fact. They're not. Well, I, I believe that's my understanding. Okay. Is that they're not guessing? Yeah, because the, this looks like fucking Middle Earth here. Like this looks like a complete a fantasy world. And like, so, this doesn't look are, like it's which picture universe. are you looking at? The one with all the different galaxies. I'm looking at the picture of uh, the Southern Ring Nebula. Okay. Find, I don't even know what that is. Find the one. It's just a bunch of galaxies, and I'll blow your mind with something. <laughs> uh, okay. The Stefan's Quintet? Could be. The five galaxies? Nope. Nope. It's just a, a whole plethora of galaxies. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I got it right here. So, if you took a grain of sand on, and put it on your fingertip... And mm-hmm. held your fingertip as far out from your face as you could. The area of sky that that was taken from is that grain of sand that you're seeing from your, you know, arm length perspective. That's how tiny of a speck of a of the sky of the picture that they took. I also what? heard. Wait, 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 hang, wait, wait, say that again. <laughs> oh, if you oh if you compared a grain of sand to the sky, no. if you looked up at so. That, Our sky. If you look up at that grain of sand, yeah, that's what basically the area of the sky that the the telescope took an image of. There's all How these. How do you define sky, though? Like, what do you mean <laughs> like by space, that? Like that little square that would you know be what the grain of sand is. Are you saying that's how precise the telescope is? That it took that tiny little thing and amplified it i can't believe we're doing another who's on first routine but you need to explain this again i'm sorry go again okay let's say that you're holding a box Uh, uh, first of all explain what i'm looking at here uh what's this picture thousands of galaxies similar to the milky way so you have the milky way galaxy with all of our stars and everything in it and and let me let me also elaborate on this is the smacs 0723 i believe is the photo that you're referring to right let me look and um one person i was watching on youtube talk about this mentioned how every single one of those things that looks like a twinkling star that you see like the six lines coming off of yep. those are all stars um i think they said those are all within our galaxy or within yeah within our galaxy so they said ignore those and everything else are separate galaxies wow so all of those stars are within our galaxy. Everything beyond it that isn't one of those stars are completely separate galaxies altogether. Crazy. Okay. Le- uh, okay. So, okay, the, so the that's the SMACS 0723 if you guys want to Google it. Okay. Wait a minute. I drive to the beach. Yep. I get out. I pick up a grain of sand yep. from the beach yep. for the purposes of this exercise. Yep. I take the grain of sand. I put it on my fingertip. Yep. I take the fingertip and I reach above my head like the Statue of Liberty. Yep. Okay. And now you're now looking st- you're looking through that grain of sand. Now imagine looking through that grain of sand, okay? At the sky. At the sky. That's this picture. That's all of the galaxies. So from where from where you're standing to where this picture is all fits in a grain of sand. Yeah. Okay. 
That's how. Yeah, far but isn't away that a matter is. of? Per- I don't know. Okay, I still don't buy this argument though, because it's all a matter of perspective. The, well, I think I think it's really saying that's how far away it is. That's how far away it is that all of this could fit from here on Earth in a grain of sand. Oh, I okay. I it's a measure of distance, yeah. not a measure of size. Right. No, it's a okay. measure of size. It's a measure of size in relation to distance. Right. Yo, science is stupid. This is why people. Yeah. This is why we no, don't fund like this the shit. sky is not a two D <laughs> thing, though. The sky, the, the universe is, yeah, ever expanding. So how? I mean, okay. Here's another way of explaining it. Take this picture uh, that you see on your computer screen and shrink it down to a grain of sand. Yeah. Now put that. Now you can line it up. Now, yeah, put it on your window, and you looking at that grain of sand, this little thing on a grain of sand through your window. That's and if you got the next grain of sand over, you could do the whole fucking sky. Well, my mind has been blown, but not in the way you intended, I think. Well, I <laughs> Just, think... It hurts. It really hurts trying to think about okay. all this stuff. Then uh, you're mind blown. Then you're mind blown. <laughs> I think it's literally been blown. I think there's uh, a gasket has been blown in my brain. <laughs> No, it's, yeah. it, these it's are gorgeous cool, though. pictures, though. They're very, yeah. they're very stunning. Yeah, pictures. but I just don't understand why they waited. Just release. It. I don't understand how you know they waited. Well, because they said we'll be releasing the images uh, July twelfth. This was like an announcement from early June, and it's like, but like, how do you know that they didn't like need to do work to the photos? Well, between, okay, fair. You know, like, fair. Maybe they were saying they'll be ready then. I don't know. Had to Photoshop off the U- all the UFOs out of it. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, or the NASA marketing department was really like, we need to like build up hype yeah. so we get proper media attention. I mean, we have to get proper uh, Twitter engagement on these pictures. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple people who work at NASA. I can reach out. Okay. Yeah, get the inside scoop. Yeah. Yeah. I'll we'll get, get an exclusive scoop. story here on Two Cents Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I guess we, well, we, we don't know any astronauts, but we do know NASA people. Who, who's the guy that you were texting with years ago you were emailing rob with? manning <laughs> he was an astronaut or no, an engineer or what? he's just just an engineer on on pathfinder okay but he won't take yeah. my call <laughs> <laughs> i was watching old prices right this morning on buzzer like black yeah. and white prices right Great oh channel, by the way. Great Pluto TV. Oh channel. yeah, love Pluto TV with Buzzer and Tosh.0. A whole channel dedicated oh, to Tosh. Oh, the Tosh.0. <laughs> oh, that's on all the time in my house. All the time. I didn't know it used to be black and white. To yes, be with you. Yes, it, it was hosted by someone before Bob Barker. Yes. Can't I didn't think, think it was hosted right now, that long though. I uh, thought Bill Bob Barker Cullen? was still. Was that his name? Yeah, Bill Cullen. I thought Bill Bob Barker was still pretty pretty early on yeah i think bill probably did it what five years four years maybe well i think it was there was a uh a pre-syndication yeah version of price is right and then when it became syndicated i think well, bob barker the reason I, I mean alex trebek was not always the host of jeopardy right that was art fleming art garfunkel Ugh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the reason I brought it up is one of the prizes that they were giving away as like a grand grand prize, like at the end of, you know, they got some champions or whatever it kind of sounded like, but they were giving away a business. It, it was a laundromat that came with, <laughs> I'm, I'm not shitting you. 
I took a picture of everything that it came with because I wanted to read it off. What? It's a laundromat. It rent for a year up to $5,000. All the supplies, including eight dry cleaners, 20 washers, eight dryers, a coin changer, soap and bleach, laundry carts, a 350-gallon water heater, chairs, sectional tables, murals. All of that came with it. But like, okay, so like I'm from Arkansas and the so, dry cleaner is in Michigan. I think what it was. And now I'm the proprietor. No, I like, think, I think. <laughs> that's a pain in the ass. I think it was a conglomerate that like sponsored, like. Oh, they own them all over the country. They own and them like, all over the country. So, exactly, a yeah. ringing endorsement though for the quality the- of service you're getting at the at the dry Can cleaner. Can you imagine you're like, we're letting <laughs> fucking bozos on the prices right run your business? Imagine you're watching Wheel of Fortune and they give you a McDonald's franchise. Yeah, right. That's exactly, exactly what like- it is. That's exactly how what is it that is. good product placement though? I don't fucking- know. Darlene from Utah, who's 70 years old with a fucking T-shirt with Bob Barker's face on it, is now going to wash and dry your clothes, having no laundromat experience whatsoever. In a lot of ways, though, I'd rather get that prize than, like, just lump sum, because that, like, fucks with your taxes really bad. Right. Well, it was set up like, here's a prize that can set up you and your family for the rest of your life. That's how it was introduced. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about here? And so then they started talking about this fucking laundromat business that they're going to give away. Turns out there's a meth lab underneath, too. (laughs) (laughs) We will get to that here shortly, people. (laughs) Yes, we will. But I was just fascinated by it. It's like, holy fuck. And the old Price is Right is way different to anybody who hasn't watched it before. Like, it, the only game that they had was the bidding game. So, right. so they brought out a prize, and then you went down the line and actually bid. And you could go higher. You could, you know, you could freeze your bid and think that you're the closest. I mean, they went up and down the aisle, you know, as many times as it took. It's, it's just old-timey TV shows. <laughs> Love them. I could sit and watch that all day. That's a, that's an amazing prize, though. Yeah. That's so... I mean, like, back in the day, too, you could win, like, a house on a game show. Right. Right. I think... But the house would cost, a like... hassle. It would cost, like, 16 grand, though. Like, I was talking to my grandparents the other day. They were over, and they were. I asked them how much they paid for their house. They're, like, $12,000. Yeah. And we still you ever it. watch you ever watch old people like guess how much houses are worth? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I'm sure those it are hilarious clips. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and certainly every uh, I mean we can beat that horse with this, but yeah, certainly it's not just we're not just saying oh it was twelve thousand, but like inflation. No, those numbers were like significantly less than they are. No, now, it was even, affordable. Even, yes. Yeah. Even counting for inflation. Yeah. 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 But uh, also the wages too kind of matched. Yeah. But still though, like. In today's world, being given a house or something like that on a game show is, like, the worst thing you could get. <laughs> yeah. Because th- then you get charged for your taxes yep. as if you bought that house. Yeah. Right. Even though you literally don't have that money. No, right. Exactly. You literally won't be able to pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> 
they'll be like, oh, you earned well, $600,000 this year. This house was you thrust are, upon me by Drew Carey. That's yeah. what <laughs> fucked over so many of those people in the Oprah audience when they won those cars. Oh, yeah. really? So many yeah. of them couldn't afford to license and tax them. Wow. Because it was just too expensive. It was too new of a car. And they'd go back home to license it and they couldn't afford it. I mean, it was. If you got a $50,000 car, then on your taxes, you earned $50,000 more that year. Right. Which, you know, could mean you owe the government now $15,000 that you don't have. Right. Yeah, you got to just sell that shit. Yeah. You got to just sell it. So yeah. I fucked over a lot of those Oprah people. Especially the yep. Price is Right people, they don't give you the best cars. Like, they give you the cars without any of the bells and whistles. Right. And apparently, like, th- those cars are notoriously low quality. Because, yeah. you know, essentially, the the store demo cars wheeled right. in there. And, yeah. It's like the kinds of cars you see at the mall. You know, when you're walking through right. the mall, they're giving but away a car. you can take a cash value, I think, of everything. Oh, can you? Pr- I think so. I think okay. so. There, there's this YouTuber I watch, uh, Danny Gonzalez, who who did a whole video talking about this very topic of people getting things and then being screwed over by taxes. And so he wanted to um he wanted to do it in such a way or he he wanted to give something away to one of his uh viewers but in a in a more responsible manner. So uh he picked one of them and he gave him he gave him a car and he's like, "Here's your car, except this is just the uh we're we're test driving it and then I'm going to write you a check for how much this car is worth plus the taxes you'd owe." And then you can buy the car yourself. <laughs> I don't know. It's really like funny and awkward. But mm. yeah, people don't realize, I think. No, absolutely not. On the game show, I'm sure all the Oprah people were like screaming excited oh, when they got their car. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. You saw all those women. You saw that oh, video. Oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you get a car. You uh, get a car. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, we had somebody in the Discord send in another romance scam. Uh, oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a concert going on outside my house right what? now. What? I just hear music blaring, and I, nice. it sounds like live music. It doesn't sound like someone's stereo. Maybe somebody's got the old polka CD uh, record on. and Yeah, but it's like I, I fucking I live in a suburban neighborhood. Like, it's not like a, you know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on outside. Sorry if it picks up on the mic. Yeah. Same uh, with, oh, yeah. There same was, with my thunder. Yeah. Uh, there was another romance scam, yeah. yeah. Oh, this poor woman. This fucking idiot. <laughs> she was a doctor, which was yes. the amazing thing about Dr. that. Dr. Bonnie Libhart. I did $10,430,000. That's how much money one woman says she lost to multiple men through a romance scam. Multiple men. <laughs> yeah, Four hundred. And like, She was playing the field. $30,000. These scams are on the rise and prey on those looking for love online. WAFF 48's Kaylee Schuyler joins me now live in studio. (laughs) Kaylee, for the woman you spoke to, this went on for eight years. Margot, Dr. Bonnie Libhart fell victim to not... Oh, they even called her doctor on on TV. (laughs) That's embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. I there's there's a rabbit hole we can get in and with Dr. Bonnie. We will. Uh after this <laughs> one okay. not two but three men over the span three of eight years online men. she just recently found eight out that it was all a scam and stopped spending the money just last week one man who was supposed to receive money from her today actually texted her during our interview but she had it in my room okay that's her phone going off 
He's here now. He's Sorry, here. my love, for not texting you. That's one of the men texting yeah. you, sexing uh -huh. you? Just now. This is a third man Bonnie Libhart formed a virtual relationship with over the last eight years. Sending it's pictures all the same back and guy. forth. I, I, it has to be, right? Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, that's, this has got to be the same guy. That's Just, genius. I never thought of it, but you're 100% right. It's the same guy. <laughs> he, he, she catches on and, or, or dumps him for some reason, and he goes back for a second try. He knows what she doesn't like and what she does like. Wow. It's got to be easier every time. Genius. Praying together and talking about a life together. I will love you till my last breath. But all three men lived overseas and started asking for money months into the relationship. I had the money. I had the $430,000 in my bank account, in the savings account. Then I had... That is irresponsible. You shouldn't have that much money in one savings account. <laughs> yeah, why aren't you in Ethereum, lady? <laughs> Diversify a little bit. Aren't you only insured up to two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars? Yeah, by the government. Yeah. You gotta if you have more than two hundred fifty k, you gotta get another account. And it has to be with a, a different bank, right? You you, you, you can only have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per banking institution. House six hundred fifty thousand. I got a reverse mortgage on it. Oh after my I god! Spent all the money. In the $430,000, then I just kept sending money. Libhart says about two years. So I think we caught her in a lie right there. She gave away her whole savings and she mortgaged her house and she did the reverse mortgage or whatever. She sold a house and did a reverse mortgage on the other one. She sent him way more than $430,000. She just admitted it. After her husband suddenly passed away, that's when this all started. I had no clue. They okay, were okay, 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 okay. I'm motioning right now to retire this bit. <laughs> I'm motioning for retirement. Second. Okay, all in favor. <laughs> I don't want to get into the dead, the dead husband of the lady. I don't want to do this. I, I'm, I officially, I, and those in the Discord, you do not have a vote. We're, we're settling this right now. I don't care how many stories you send us. I'd like to retire this running bit from here on out on Two Cents Radio. Okay. With Effective one exception. With one yeah. exception. If it's a celebrity. If a celebrity is duped? No. No, if it's a celebrity duping an old person. No, I think it needs. To, we need to retire no. the bit. No. Because the, the victims are always like an old lady oh, that like, reminds me of my grandma. No, for me, no for I don't me, like this. For me, if the scam is not an old lady, I'm okay with it. Oh. Yes. These, okay. But yeah. they're if it's morons, not an old you lady. guys. You've come, around, come around to my... You're in your 30s, you're a moron. Oh, but these people are idiots. I What's love your idiots. I love idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Motion to retire the bit. All in oh, favor. Boo. Aye. Aye. Boo. Motion passes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It is just sad oh, at this point. No, you know what? It's sad. Stop feeling sorry for I'm not morons. getting a laugh out of this anymore. No, no, no. It's just not doing it for me anymore. But here's my rant. Stop feeling sorry for idiots. I've had it's it. It's not that them. I'm feeling sorry for him, Rob, but I can't get hard to this anymore. <laughs> Fair. Fair. It's just... <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
I'm going to get canceled for that. Uh, that is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. No, I, I really, I, I, there's no sympathy anymore from me for morons. I, I, I've just run out of sympathy, I guess, for idiots. No, see, I've run out of sympathy for smart people because morons have an excuse, you know? Yeah, but the morons, the morons just Yeah, she's bring... a doctor. Yes. Mm. This, this is a woman who's supposed to be smart. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I listen as a fellow moron. You know, I think I have to look out for my own here. You know what I mean? Like I have to, I, just, I have to protect people that could. I, I have uh, lately though accused people on Tinder of being bots when I don't think they're in fact bots. Yeah, because I'm now overly cautious. Oh yeah, I mean every, I think ninety percent of the girls on Tinder are bots. I really yeah, do. I, just, I assume that. I've just, I yeah, have a, 90%. 90. I have a fundamental distrust yeah. of women that are into me. You know what I mean? I, I, would, just, I don't I would, buy it. I would like to know what uh, Tinder would say is bots. I mean, not that we can trust any of those companies because Twitter said only 5%, but. Yeah. I, I easily, nine out of 10 people that I've ever talked to on Tinder are bots. <laughs> There's definitely a, like, you can just tell sometimes by the phrasing of it, like yeah. how forward they are. It's like, okay, this, yeah. is, this is interesting, though. According to NordVPN, they did a report in 2021. Oh, okay. Last year. Uh, they estimate one in five. Wow. And they, they say we can assume it isn't more than 20%. So that's their cap is one in five. Okay. It's so, wrong. <laughs> yeah, it seems like more to me. It's well, but that's counting both genders. I don't know if there's. Oh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. So I don't know. I don't know how that plays into it. I would say yeah. that there's a lot more real dudes than real women on Tinder. What is the uh, breakdown demographically of of Tinder users? Eighty twenty. Is that what it is? I, no, I have no idea. I, I'm <laughs> sure it might be around that though. <laughs> 80-20 and Rob's saying it's 80% real dudes and 20% fake chicks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yes. So no no no, but but let's break that down. If I'm saying 90% of women on there are 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 chicks. <laughs> 20 Actually, what this is saying here, I'm reading a little more closely. This is saying that one in 5 online traffic users at all. I I don't know if it's just Tinder or if they're saying all at all. Okay. Um is a bot so i think they're saying 20 percent of internet traffic is bots and therefore i it's see. unlikely that twitter is more than 20 percent or tinder is more than 20 percent so, 75 25 is the breakdown wow. mentally <laughs> yeah. yeah like what what exactly is that what do you mean like it's just like women just don't need to be on tinder is that all no it is? no <laughs> Like, I, like, because I, here's the thing, like, there's an equal number of men and women, so right. you would assume there's an equal number of single men and women. I think, right? I think it just proves the fact that women can get laid or find a relationship Here we go again. much easier <laughs> than a man. <laughs> I don't know if that's always true. It's not always true, but it's mostly true. I don't even know if it's mostly true. Uh, it's mostly true. It's mostly true. Yeah. It's girls girls can pick whoever they want. Yeah, but... Dudes can again, do the same just thing, t- too. Let's, let's just talk about the math here, the raw numbers of it, right? 
There's an equal number of men and women. Right. There's an equal number of single men, assuming that it's heterosexual, right? We're just talking about in the heterosexual context. Okay. Yeah. There's an equal number of single men and women. So there's an equal number of people that would be in need of a dating service, right? Well, how do you define need? Some people are okay with just being single. So women are more okay with being single than men? That's what it is? Because I'm not sure that's true. I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, I'm just saying. But like, I, like, if women are, let's say, like meeting men in life, just at the bar or whatever, so they don't need Tinder. But then you would think, like, then all of those men would no longer need Tinder. You know what I'm saying? So it's 50. What's the problem maybe, men, maybe men are lazier. 50. Yeah, that's probably what it is. 3%. Yeah, the, I don't think I don't I don't I don't think it matters about who's on Tinder. I think it's more about like who is like what what are the what are the root causes of somebody downloading Tinder in the first place? But How he, about the fact that it's probably more likely that uh, a woman would be more embarrassed to say that they met their significant other on yeah, Tinder. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some of that. Here, Here's something interesting. Or maybe. Oh, over the age of 18, unmarried residents in the United States, 53.2% are women, 46.8% were men. Of unmarried. Of unmarried people over 18. So it's it, it, it weighs on the so women's does that imply side. That, does that imply that more married men are on Tinder or under 18-year-old men are on Tinder? Oh, I bet there's plenty of married men on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how the, the math works out. On do we this. count? Do we count active users? Or are we counting people who have ever set up an account? You know, yeah. there's a lot of factors here. But that, how does that square know? with the? Because women, on average, get married younger than men do. I think they're like a year and a half younger okay. on average. The average age of marriage. So yeah. I don't understand how more men would be married. Don't know. I, like, something doesn't make sense here. There's some sort of stat. Assholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's yeah, some right. stat here. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I, but Tinder has a three to one disadvantage for I, men. It's I, strange. I, I really do think people underestimate how much cheating goes on in marriages. I think. Sure oh, I don't think people true. underestimate it at all. I uh, think like it's it's yes. It's I think there was a, a survey I saw a couple years ago that said eighty percent. Of married people, maybe I'm misquoting the stat, but it's something insane like that. 80% of married people have admitted to having extramarital sex. Maybe it's people in relationships. I I don't know exactly what it is, but that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's something insane like that. Yeah, I, I, I just think that people underestimate that all the time. Which like fucking who has why get married? Why are you yeah, getting married like, in the first place? Is, yeah. I, I, if, I, if that's how you're going to be. I don't get that. Who? How, how do you do it? It's just too much fucking work. Well, when a man and a woman love each other. No, I, well, okay. <laughs> that, I'm generally aware of the... Apparently they cheat. <laughs> the geometry cheat. there. I think I have a vague understanding of how that works. But like the fucking... You got to get a self, another burner cell phone and you got to hide it. And you got to sneak around. And you have to pretend you're working late. Like Because... The, the alibi. Like it's so much work. Because here's the secret to life. Love isn't real. <laughs> oh my god rob period <laughs> all right you're listening to episode 150 of two cents radio <laughs> love isn't real 
It just yeah, isn't. But, but lust seems to be. Lust? All over the place. We got so much lust. I mean, the, the lengths that people will go. Man, I hard disagree again. <laughs> no, I agree love exists. I do. Nah. But, uh, you know, give, give it a couple years, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think true love is so fucking rare. It's probably there. But I think that it is so fucking rare. Let me ask you this. What do you think the difference is between the love that you have for your family and friends and the love you have? Uh, let's ask the married person in the podcast. Yeah. What, how would you categorize the difference between the love you feel for Rob and I and the love you feel oh, for Well, the there's none. Okay, there's just <laughs> nothing there. We can get that off the table. <laughs> Like, wait, is it a different thing? Is it purely sexual? Is it purely attraction? Let's start with family. Let's start with comparing family because the difference there is that, like, uh, I can choose who who I want to, like, love when with your family you can't. No, you can't. No choice at all. Certainly can't. They're your Uh, herd, though. Like that, I think it goes back to, it goes back to early man. (laughs) Oh my God, Rob. I think now it's, here's it's, an ad for super male vitality. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> our sponsor is stamps.com. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. no, I think it's just you're heard, it, it's your people. Also, I don't know, like, yeah, I'm closer with Michaela than I ever will be with anyone else. So, is it just proximity? I don't mean closer, like oh, yes. proximity. I, mean, that I, don't, helps. I don't mean the no, fact no, that she's you, in the other room. No, you like intimacy. I should say it's it's yeah. just about intimacy. It's just yeah. like yeah, you're comfortable getting it's, naked uh, in front of each other. That's great. Yeah, just comfort. Yeah. To, uh, I, I could tell her anything. Exactly. You have yeah. your person. Yeah. 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 How's that not love though, Rob? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can love anybody. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> Man, we are just rehashing the same old shit. It's so <laughs> no, but I do right love now. a lot of people, but I don't have uh, you know what Nick's describing. You know, like I don't. Uh, I think that is its own. That's its own look, thing, look, right? Look, I, I said it before, and we'll, we'll rehash this again. I'm sure in 20 more episodes. But uh, <laughs> love is work. Yeah, I'm it's sure effort. it is. It's effort. Yeah, that's the point. Right. And it's trust. Right. Yeah, but it's real. It's just, it's work. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be. I mean, Uh, I hate to shit on the person who's in love, but. (laughs) Get the fuck out. I do want to tell you guys about what Michaela bought. Oh, Oh, yeah. Let's talk about your strap on. (laughs) Nick before the show. show. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Nick. No, he called Michaela in the other room and was like, hey, am I allowed to show Rob and Nico what you bought? And. I mean, right out, out well, the gate. Like it's not so much. I wasn't asking if I was allowed to tell you guys. It was more. Am I? Is she okay with me telling the audience? That's what I was asking. I see. Yeah. So I assumed a sex toy of some kind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> no, but today. So, so here's the thing. She's like, "Oh, we have some packages outside. Can you go get them?" She's like, "I don't know what one of those is." And so did she get I this grabbed, on Prime Day? Was this a Prime Day order? No, we don't do Prime Day. Oh, Ooh, I did Prime Day on principle. Year. Oh, I did it on principle. We don't do it. I got myself a fucking camera, a new camera, eleven hundred dollar nice. camera for six hundred. Nice. Got myself a cheap Apple TV, the new, nice. the new generation. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
think Prime Day this year generated twelve billion more dollars than last year. Is what they said. Jesus. <laughs> I think that's what they said. How is that possible? <laughs> because nobody bought anything last year. I guess. Um. Yeah. So she she has this weird package, and I'm like, did you buy something from? I think it was like something catacombs or something was the oh name of the God. company i was like what the fuck i was like what did you buy and she goes oh yeah i bought this and she didn't tell me about it she didn't tell me <laughs> that she was thinking about making this purchase Uh-oh. she didn't tell me that she did make this purchase i smell divorce i find out oh no <laughs> i just find out that she bought a fucking bug <laughs> she bought a framed uh it's called tomb of Aklos or something like that. What the fuck? And she bought a goddamn insect. Oh. It's like sprawled out like you would uh you'd be ready to dissect it. It's, it's like it's like when you have like a butterfly and you like frame it into a, a frame. Yeah. It's a very Except well this presented. Is, like a, is it a dragonfly? Perhaps. Looks like a dragonfly, yeah. Or something like that. It's like iridescent. And I was just telling her, I'm like, you know. You really should tell somebody before you buy a bug to put in their home. <laughs> like, I feel like that's a conversation. Am I am I crazy here? You guys tell me. Am I crazy for kind of being like, no, could have warned me. It's that you it's, bought a bug. It's a weird thing to have in your house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope. I she, mean, it's pretty cool. I'll be honest. It I actually hope she's is not cool. trying to ease you into it. Like, next, it's going to be a cat. Then after that is a deer head. Then we move well, on no, to a She moose. already owns. I, let me just be clear. She already owns multiple skulls. Okay. Well, then next she's trying to bring in the whole body. She's just easing you into it. Just to put this out. I mean, just in her defense, I, uh, she is an artist and she is interested in like bones and like insects and mushrooms and sea life. And she's interested in these types of things. Yeah. And she likes having references. It, it's not so, an uncommon thing around here to even see uh, skeletons of like dead bulls painted up yeah, and just propped up against a house. You know, as part of yeah. a motif. It's an odd. Right. It's an odd. Choice. I've noticed you've been very silent on this, Nico. Ever no. since I showed the bug, you've not said a word. Divorce her. <laughs> <laughs> Just full stop. That's my. That's my final word on the matter. I, I, dude, I'm not fucking creeping around the house in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, the Silence of the Lambs logo shows up in front of my face. No, thank you. That. That's fucking. That's Buffalo Bill. That, that's some need frame and putting putting over his fireplace. Absolutely not. It is an odd, an odd thing. No, I I I think you're totally in the right, and you should consider contacting an attorney. That's what I believe. I think you should think about uh, gaining counsel. Oh man. So before we head into Better Call Saul. Because I'm sure uh, we'll yes. talk about that a little bit. I wanted to get Nico's opinions on the Emmys because I saw that those nominations were uh, released, and I didn't know if there's anything breaking in there that we needed to know. Um, no, not really. Uh, the good. Emmys are, um, I think, the least notable award show, just because there's so many categories and there's so much TV now. It's kind of impossible to keep track. Yeah, and also, like, very rarely are the best shows nominated because. You know, the Emmy voters are watching maybe 20 shows a year. I mean, Kim Wexler got a nomination, right? Ray Seahorn finally got an Emmy nod. So, which is crazy. It's her first Emmy nom uh, yet. Feels like the the critics are catching up on Better Call Saul finally. Well, finally. 
yeah, she got a nomination. The show uh, had had nominations in the past, but now it feels like they they're actually paying attention to who's giving the best performances in the shows. Yeah. Um, Succession is probably going to run the table there. Um, no, no nomination for uh, We Own This City, which was an HBO show from about a month ago that I loved. Uh, White Lotus. Did you watch that show, Rob? No, never did. I feel like you'd like that show. Yeah? Yeah. Check it out. uh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Oh, uh, Connie Stifler's mom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Stifler's mom. Uh, I feel like you'd like that show. Uh, No. I mean, for the most part, it's it's what you'd expect. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, I think Stranger Things got a nom. Severance got a nom. No acting noms for uh, Stranger Things, though, right? Yeah, but like, is that the thing that everyone yeah, goes well, to Stranger Things for? I, I like, saw, I saw that, and it's like, yeah, no, that's that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, like, they weren't that good. <laughs> it's not like I'm watching the Stranger Things to be like, these are the great thespians of our time. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, no, the, uh, yeah. There's one. There's one character in particular who is terrible. Just terrible. Oh my god, <laughs> he's awful. Ruined every scene he was in. You're so over the top about him. He's fine. <laughs> oh, it's Rob. It's awful. You're full of shit. So <laughs> here's the, here's the nice thing about the Emmys, though. Here's the nice thing about the Emmys. Uh, Rob, you saw approximately negative three of the Oscar movies that came yeah. out last year, uh-huh. right? It was approximately minus two and a half. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> so here's the nominees for best drama, and I feel like for the most part, these are shows that people watch and like enjoy. Yeah, but it's not like NCIS Los Angeles, you know. Right. Better Call Saul, you watch. Yeah. Uh, Euphoria, do you watch Euphoria? No. But it's I've a heard show of that, it. Heard yeah, of it. Yeah. People enjoy. Uh, Ozark on Netflix was oh, nominated. Heard of it? Never watched it. Last Big, season, right? Yeah, last season. Uh, Severance on Apple TV. Heard it. Uh, Squid Game. I've heard of it. Yeah, heard of it. I started you didn't watch it. Squid Game? No. I'm not fucking okay. reading. Fuck that. Oh, right. Right, right. That rule right. forgot. forgot, forgot. Uh, Stranger Things. Oh, watch that. Uh, Succession. I've heard of it. Uh, and uh, Yellow Jackets on uh, on Showtime. I haven't heard of that. I feel like that's there. the only one that I hadn't heard of yep. when I was looking through the list just now. Yep. And then you got for comedy, Abbott Elementary, which I hear is really good. Hmm. Haven't it's heard of ABC. it. Uh, Barry. How much longer can they put that in the comedy category? I agree. <laughs> isn't that isn't that a drama now? Yeah, I, yeah, I would say so. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. Still getting nominated in this category twenty years later. Uh, Hacks on HBO is very good. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, very good. Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Oh, I never He's, watched that. I wanted to see it. Fun, really fun. Yeah, really fun. Uh, Ted Lasso on Apple TV yeah. and What We Do in the Shadows on FX. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just shows that people watch and enjoy. Yeah, which is nice because, like, you, I the Oscars you, are nominating, you know, cowboy movies that are three hours long. Yeah, no I bet you you'd list off the movies list named for an Oscar, and I wouldn't have a clue. Exactly. Wouldn't Did you see Coda from last year? Last year's Best Picture winner? No. Exactly. I I don't even remember it. <laughs> I yeah. don't even remember discussing it. <laughs> yeah. Code, Code is a beautiful movie. Uh, so that that is the nice thing about the Emmys is it kind of feels like everyone's on the same page with TV. Well, Ray Ray Seahorn for the win. Yes, I hope so for sure. Give it to her. She deserves it. 
I think that probably means we're going to move into Better Call Saul. So, oh, uh, Nick, we need to recommend really quickly to the people uh, a show that you and I are obsessed with that we both powered through in like a week. It's called The Bear. Oh, the Bear. It's on Hulu. Rob, it's good. It's so fucking good. I can't. I completely misunderstood the show when I initially put it on. I thought it was going to be like an hour long, like drama about being in the kitchen. Right. I didn't realize it was going to be thirty minute comedy episodes about a guy who owns like a steak shop so breezy a steakhouse so breezy yeah i i totally misread the the show yeah and uh i'm very okay with that i'm i'm a little upset that they didn't give us more i mean there's only four hours of the show that exists i'm I'm sick of this shit all right fuck your eight episodes if you're gonna give eight episodes they better be 90 minutes 45 right (laughs) (laughs) like fuck you i'm you know how long it took me to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> right, I know. It took me like three fucking years I to know. watch that show. I know. Friday Night Lights would be like 24 episodes. And like I, watched, just... I watched The Bear in an afternoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. No, I, I understand quality over quantity, but uh, no. I mean, like, because here's the thing. It's, it's the kind of show that could go on for 10 years. Like, it's the kind of show that has, it's got legs, you know, it's got a foundation where you could just keep reinventing the restaurant and keep cycling characters through. And it's not like overly dramatic. People aren't dying every episode. Like, it's, it's, you know, just like a real anxiety inducing, but also fun fucking show. Yeah. Uh, and the I could see them having episode, a character. I could see them having, you know, the guy who gets stabbed in the ass. Yeah, it'd be funny if they keep having bits like which like one season he cuts off the tip of his finger. <laughs> he gets like he loses an eye and he's wearing an eye patch and like this show just keeps going to like by season ten the guy's like a fucking pirate. I love Richie. I mean that <laughs> he's, he's my favorite character. That guy's great. That's the <laughs> so kind of guy that I I just grew up around fifteen fucking guys like that. Fifteen Italian guys that just like <laughs> loose cannons, screaming every conversation. Like the the, the episode, they're like Nick, a, they're literally a waste of space. Yes, Nick. The episode <laughs> where they went to the uncle's house and like when he rang on the bell, the two of them just started screaming about like property disputes or I don't know what they were arguing about. Like my entire childhood was filled with conversations like that. Like it just constantly going. On. Like I really related to that. This show know? sounds awful. <laughs> it's so good, dude. It's, no, it's so great. fucking good. Uh, the seventh episode is all a single take. Um, now, I I, I should have done more research into this. I didn't. I, I didn't know. I didn't see any of the seams. I didn't see like like a lot of times. Like you'll see like you know the camera will zoom into the back of someone's body and it'll be like a false cut to make it look like like the movie 1917. Yeah, like, you can kind of see the seams. I don't remember in that episode, Nick, any of those moments. Like, it felt to me like it was actually one take, which is, like, super yeah. impressive because it's, like, it's crazy well made. Um, no, and it then, was, it's – and the, the the lead actor, you know, I know people always talk about him from Shameless and uh, people don't yeah. like Shameless and stuff, but – yeah. Nah, he's he's built for this. Yeah. yeah he's so good in this. I just he looks. I hated him in Shameless. He looks so fucking exhausted. Yeah. All the time, but I mean, that's his natural look. That's it's not a yeah. perfect for this role, <laughs> Rob. I've known so many cooks working in restaurants. That's what I've heard, man, yeah. from everyone that's worked in restaurants before. Like that's what they say. Like it's super accurate. There's well, there there are some bits that are a little over the top. Like I mean, the idea to I mean, the premise is a little. He, he essentially was like the head chef at like the world's 
one of the world's greatest restaurants for he was a, a young time. up and coming i think like whatever when a chef magazine a, a restaurant magazine declared him the best chef under 30 or something like like, like taught like french cuisine like top notch yeah yeah, and then and he his, trained under like Joel McHale's character, who is is like basically the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, like just right. berates him verbally or whatever. And yeah, and then his brother, who owns just like some fucking burger shop or something, I don't even know what it is. Exactly. A, I still don't even uh, totally understand what they serve. It's sandwich. It's sandwich shop. It's an Italian it's like beef, beef sa- store. Yeah, they make yeah, like beef yeah. sandwiches. Yeah, they make sandwiches. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his brother dies and leaves him the restaurant. And so now he's like this like five star chef basically working at like a well, low tier restaurant kind of thing, trying problem. to reinvent it. <laughs> no, because well, he wants to like make it work for his family or whatever. Like he feels an attachment. And Well, it's more than that, too, though. It's also like there's resentment and he wants to like prove that he's better. Right. And. You know, there's so there's I don't know. It's really good. It's, it's really so good. fucking good, man. Like it's because it, at the end of the day, it's just like about this family and about like the fucked up dynamics and like. Oh, wow, of great. course, because it's that's so all. Jer- good. That's all Jeremy Allen White can play in is dysfunctional fucking families. Ninety nine point nine percent of TV, Rob. Yeah, uh, it's uh, all of TV. <laughs> what it's do you literally want? All of TV. <laughs> just I hate it at the end. I hated Nick. Shameless so much. No, it's not even close to Shameless. Though, I know, it's the same actor. Yeah, it's close enough. It's like saying, man, I hated Malcolm in the Middle so much. I can't start Breaking Bad. Well, you now. know what? I would. Yeah, I can see it. I, I would. <laughs> it's a valid argument. It's a valid <laughs> no, it's argument. Not. If you hated Hal in Malcolm in the Middle, then I, I you know what? I say, you know what? Maybe Breaking Bad isn't for you. It, it's a valid argument. Nick, how about the needle drop at the end? They played uh, Radiohead's Let Down. <laughs> like that to me, like if the show wasn't already engineered for me, like that moment was like, yeah, man. It, it's 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 the really show gets me high quality. Really great. I'm still like left with more questions than answers by the last episode. Actually, just in the last episode. Yeah. I mean, they really set up you. for this whole thing, though. Too. It's cool. They. they yeah. Um, yeah. I won't spoil it for people, but y- y'all have to watch it. It's really fucking good. Don't waste your time. The bear. Fuck you. <laughs> Rob, there's no reading. Oh, well, yeah, hey. no subtitles. Okay. Well, you, you, you're getting at a point. You're getting at a point. No they reading. They drug necessary. a bunch of children. Ooh. <laughs> they do. Children are That drugged. might be up your alley. Yeah. Could be. I'll, uh, we'll see. I might, I yeah, might okay. check it out. All right. It's great. It's a breeze. Better call Saul spoilers. That's all we're uh, going to talk about it. from that's, here that's on That's out. it for the show? Yep. You didn't have any other rants? Didn't you have another no. rant? Or, no. no. Okay. No. I was going to bring up the Radio Shack uh, Twitter account, but maybe next week we'll get into that. Yeah, let's do that next week. Don't look it up, Nick. Just don't Don't even... Just don't just, spoil the bit. Just... Yeah. Put it. Remind me next week to bring up the Radio Shack Twitter account. Okay. Put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. Okay. Right, right after... Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. I can do that. Yeah. Radio Shack... Nico. Hey everybody, I'm Radio Shack. Shit. Hey everybody, I'm <laughs> Radio Shack Nico. <laughs> All right, spoilers for yeah. uh season 6 episode 8 of Better Call oh, Saul. Oh, I'm only on season 1 episode 4. Well, then you should stop listening yeah, or okay. stop participating in the podcast either way. Okay. <laughs> 3 2 1. Okay, there it is. All right, big takeaways here. What did we what do we think? I mean, it's not really that good of a show anymore. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, I just feel good that finally something I called was right. Finally. What's yes, that? I really needed a W. What What was that? That Lalo's body was buried in that lab. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I needed that W. I don't think you had Howard next to him, though. No. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Card. Yeah. If you I had didn't. Howard next to him, you you know this show. You wrote this show. <laughs> yeah. It was, that, I mean, in, in fairness, that guess was kind of a layup. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah, it was pretty much foretold when Gus planted the gun. You knew what it was there for, and you knew that that gun was going to have to be used at some point. Yes, it is the old checkoff routine. Yeah, you know something's going to happen in the lab, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be buried there. No, true. You know? True. But I also knew that they needed some sort of little tie-in so that when you go watch Breaking Bad again, you could be like, oh, Lalo and Howard are buried in there. Right. You know? Maybe the soul of Howard and, and Lalo are haunting that fly. Yo, maybe. Maybe they possess the fly. Yeah, Yeah, that was sad to see Howard in there. It really was. With his killer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Buried with his killer. And I think that even bothered Mike. I don't think Mike enjoyed that at all. Yeah, like well, I, he I, when they went to bury Howard, he was he actually said to his guys like, "Easy, have some respect, yeah. you know, for the yeah. for the dead here." I almost would have liked if there was like a moment where they were gonna throw him in the same hole, and Mike was like, "Dig another one." <laughs> yeah, that would have been you know yeah, what I mean. They been, you know, yeah, they could that could have been. Yeah, I saw another plot hole that was like, "How about those four guys that got shot upstairs?" Oh, yeah. Should yeah, you put them, them in the hole, too? Yeah. You think that it would be a big burial, right? Yeah, we got to get rid of those bodies, too, right? I didn't think of that. Yeah. Just like poor Huel. <laughs> exactly. Still sitting in that fucking house. <laughs> Man, I hope Better Call Saul answers that question. <laughs> I hope they do, too. I hope they figure out a way to get Huel back in here. Uh, so we we start with uh, Lalo. I mean, the shock of... of Howard dying in front of them. I mean, we're right back into it. I, yes. I said this in our, our Facebook chat. It, it's obvious that this was not supposed to be a mid-season finale because you get right back into that show, but it just takes a beat to get to that pacing right. again. Right, right, Because right. it was I such... have to imagine what I was feeling right. after that last moment. Right. right. So after having six weeks away from it, it just took a, it just took a minute to get back to that point. Yes. Um, but you know Kim, that performance that she gave when when Jimmy turns and starts explaining that she's gonna have to be the one to go, her performance is incredible. Like, yeah that that took me a second to like fully do the calculus that Jimmy and Kim both did in about a millisecond. Right. Right. I was like, why is Jimmy sending her? I'm like, I thought he was being a coward at first. Yeah. yeah. Sending her to go do the killing because yep. he didn't have it in him, and it's like, oh no, he's trying to. Let her get away. Yeah, yeah make a run for it. Yeah. Right. I mean, the guy's giving her a gun and a car. Right. Right. And, and, and yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking so. more about it too. Like, it had uh, had they not made the switch, had Jimmy not successfully made the switch, like Jimmy would have left the apartment and Lala would have shot Kim right there. Right. Yeah. But the only reason he keeps him alive is because he wanted to know more about what happened in the desert. There right. were unanswered questions about Ignacio. So that's that was the only so he rather than killing the person just decided to tie him up and and leave him there for later. Well, I don't even know if it was it was that I I mean, I almost wonder if if Lalo didn't think that, uh, you know, sending someone there would would trigger Gus to go to the laundromat. 
I think that I think. Yeah, no, I know. No, I'm saying the person that was held hostage. At, at that point, the person that's being held hostage is irrelevant. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I see so what Kim's, you're saying. Yeah. Once Jimmy goes on the mission, like it, Kim doesn't necessarily need to be alive for that. And in fact, that would be a loose end that he would rather tie off. True. True. You know. So that like he actually saved both of their lives by making that switch. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I also kind of wonder like why did Lalo agree? Why was he like fine? Well, and I, don't was it Kim's he, I don't think he gave and a And I'm shit. not talking about the actress's acting. Is it Was it Kim's acting? I, I don't think he him? gave a fuck. He was like, it, it was irrelevant to him. So all right, yeah. let, let's let's try to unpack this plan quick. So or, I was there, know, or was there a thought that like, you know, well, if Jimmy goes, he might get taken like Kim did. Yeah. And then I won't be able to get my answers. True. Okay. All right. So, so maybe he came around to Jimmy because here's the thing, right? Jimmy is a smooth talker. Yes. And I think that is also part of what um uh Gus takes away from learning that from Kim that Jimmy convinced him. Yeah. I think when she says that and you see Gus's face and he's processing, he realizes, "Oh, this guy, whoever this guy is, he can talk." Yes. Okay, so there was a part of that, but I thought the purpose of that scene though was to signify to Gus or at least Gus deduced in a very short period of time that because he was able to talk Lalo out of this plan, that it wasn't that important of a plan. It wasn't that important of a plan. Yeah. Right. So therefore I was never the target, which was obvious. I mean, Gus should have known right away. Sending Kim to my doorstep is not going to work like that's that. Right. But in other words, if, if he was so comfortable making the switch then this must not be the primary plan. There must be a plan within the plan. So therefore, I'm going to head to the laundry yeah. to see what the actual plan was. And he was able to suss it out. Which I have a hard time believing that Gus being as scared as he was about everything okay, yes. made so the choice to go yes. to the laundromat. Okay. By himself. Well, uh, with, or with very little support. Not with his best guys. Right. Right. Yeah, this guy has been holed up in his house, in his safe house, for the better part of a month now. Like, he's been super cautious. No stone has been unturned. And now, all of a sudden, it's the old trope of, like, I'm going in without backup. But I kind of don't... You're going rogue. And it's like, that's just not something he would do. No, I'm not sure I agree with that. Okay. Uh, There were scenes, especially in the last episode, um, where they find out Lalo is still alive, and Mike is saying... You have to go in hiding. You have to. And Gus is resistant to that initially. That is very true. Well, all of this careful, all of the the carefulness. Now, Gus is careful. He covers his tracks, but he is not a coward. No, No, I I don't think. And I don't think it's cowardly. I just think like it's an unnecessary risk. Right. But here here's. But he is not. He's not necessarily this cold calculating always don't take unnecessary risks he takes risks he's just careful that's different i think as we're talking through this right now i'm also adding in another element i think that gus knew lalo is heading to the laundromat i don't have time to get people there to stop him i have to do it myself because there is a time crunch if lalo finds if he said that he wasn't sure if lalo was going to be there he wasn't sure but he had a hunch yeah yeah but he's thinking I think that it comes down to a machismo thing. I think it's I'm I think it's uh me versus Lalo. I need to take care of this yeah, myself. But, but if Lalo be, gets the proof of the laundromat and uh you know, if, if Gus thinks that Lalo's heading to the laundromat, he's going to get his proof and he's got to stop him before he gets it back to to, you know, the cartel. Eladio, yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I think that there's a little time pressure there too that maybe yeah, he was there's feeling. definitely there's a desperation. Well, because the thing about Lalo and the advantage that Lalo had for the last seven episodes of the show is that he was desperate. His back was up against the wall and he had yeah. nothing to lose. Yeah. So he was able to operate with that sense of freedom, whereas Gus, it felt like, was always in a position of power. And where the season ends in this confrontation in the lab, which essentially comes down to a 50-50 gunfight, it's, a, it's just a coin flip of who's going to survive this yeah. one. The implication there is that they were both as desperate as the other one. And I'm not entirely sure that's true i don't think the show convinced me that gus's back was up against the wall in the same way that lalo's back was up against the wall i i, I think that i, don't I think know. that there was more tension between gus and mike than maybe the show properly illustrated though but yeah, i think and I'm mike happy that wanted the show gus to be more that. careful I'm, I'm happy that the show gave him that moment like that yeah. like that to me is almost enough like we know that gus did something stupid but at least we're going to address it and we're yeah. at least going to have mike chew him out for that But I think you guys are really dismissing the fact that if Lalo has proof of the lab, it's all fucking over for Gus. Everything that he has done up to this point is over. If Lalo even sees a hint of the the laundromat, what'd you say? Why does Gus need to go himself, though? Why can't you just send his guys? Well... Yeah, I, I yeah, I, that's like, the this is a guy decision. That is is not very skilled with a gun, by the way. Yeah, no, I think this is. I think this is more about. Like proving himself and and standing up to Lalo, man to man. Yeah, and that could. I be think too. that's really what it comes down to on this one. But is that the Gus that we know? Is that the Gus that we know that like insists on like uh, showy machismo when he he can just sort of sit back and let his guys do all the work? I don't think it's about machismo so much as I think it's more about like honor that kind of thing yeah but it's it, but it's not really with Lalo it was never really a matter of honor I mean this is a guy that just he needed to be wiped out of the picture because it's bad for business I mean that's all it you know what I mean like there was never really a personal animosity I think it became personal yeah I mean he's a Salamanca I guess that's the yeah. only right, thing right he's a, so therefore there is a little bit of and like, I also don't think a, Gus was lying when he gave his speech oh no about I'm gonna put the Salamancas in the ground yeah well he knew either he was gonna come out of there and that tape would never be the see the light of day or he was going to be dead it didn't matter right so let it go well so uh, i saw an interview with the writer of this episode gordon smith and he talked about that monologue because it is a very cliche monologue and i will say like i liked the episode a lot i thought it was thrilling especially at the first 20 minutes in a way that no other show on TV yeah. can quite be. It's incredibly well shot and incredibly well made. All of that shit applies to every episode of Salt. But the the confrontation between Gus and 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 Lalo in particular felt very tropey. Like you have Lalo sneaking into the laundromat while a guy steps away from the monitor, the security cams, like how many times have we seen that in a heist movie before of like right. the security guard gets up for a cup of coffee at the exact moment the bad guy you know gets into the building um and yeah then, i would have prefer i would have preferred a bullet to the security guard's head right or something yeah, you yeah know? exactly or and uh you know the idea that gus is going in without backup like a rogue cop but you this know? is like this is why prequels are so hard to end it's tough it's and, tough. And this show is going to be particularly hard to wrap up everything. It's really tough. So but anyway, like I was going to say, the, the moment at the end, though, where he's monologuing, Gordon Smith said that that might have been a trick that he picked up from Nacho. He just saw Nacho do this. 
Oh, you know, yeah. he, he he went on this whole monologue and everyone in that desert hung on to his every word. And that allowed him the time to, you know, grab the gun. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was clearly a like a tactic to give himself time. Yeah. Right. Very it obviously. Did, it did kind of feel like, OK, Mr. Powers, now it's time for you to die. Yeah. Do you have any last words? And the yeah, laser right. is coming at him at, you know, an inch a, an, an hour. You know, <laughs> like it, it did feel very tropey in that way like he was able to reposition himself so he could kick the the light switch off there's a part of me that's like wouldn't lalo shoot him in the shoulder before letting him talk right or right yeah Yeah. for sure i mean there's definitely some of that now obviously lalo i think lalo also underestimated i think lalo also underestimated gus uh, in in a lot of ways yep um but yeah yeah Uh, so uh, i mean it's just it's tough because all of these things have been set up and I, I like I'm when I'm watching these shows I'm, I'm a lunatic so I don't like really think about them in terms of I'm wrapped up in the story I'm thinking about all of the check marks that the writers have to hit yeah you know you introduce the super lab in season four and you know that Lalo has gotten wind of it so now the, the super lab has to be the it has to become relevant again like it, it has, has to be, be the culmination point <laughs> yeah it kind of has to end down there so yeah. how do you get these two characters down there yeah you know where gus is able to sort of get the upper hand while well, he has to plant a gun but now the gun becomes insanely obvious um but like if you didn't show the gun it would just feel random that there was just a random right. you know, there was a gun down there hiding so you have to set up this confrontation lalo has to die because we know that all the salamancas are dead by the time breaking bad happens yeah. um so he has to be killed by the, you know, at the hands of one of our main characters. Um, you know, all, all of these things have to happen at a certain moment. And given that Lalo just shot uh, Howard the night before and given that all of Gus's guys know Lalo's in town, like these things have to happen in a short amount of time. Like this has this episode was essentially a real time episode. And we know the moment that he made the the, the phone call to Hector He's on the clock. Right. You know, something has to happen right. within the next two hours. And anything else would have felt contrived. Yeah. So there, there kind of wasn't a good way to do this. No, and that's, you know? that's why well, there prequels wasn't, are hard. There wasn't, there wasn't a perfect way to do this. Yeah. I do think this version was good. And it, like it happened and all the pieces locked in. And I'm like, this is satisfying. Yeah. This was a moment that I can feel good about moving on into the next episode. But it, it I think wasn't that, I think as maybe, surprising, right? Well, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. It was I think that what we feel was missing was the surprise. But how could there be a surprise? We know who is going to make it out of your life. I think what's right. surprising is how early again they killed Lalo. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not even so much how early, but it's more the 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 question is just like what are they going to do for the next five episodes, six episodes, yeah. or whatever, right? And yeah. you know that's just sort of. I think that's really been the whole surprise of this season is like, man, they got a lot of time left. And yeah. uh, what's going to happen? better be here? a lot of Carol Burnett. <laughs> they're, seriously, they're introducing a whole new character yeah. here. So uh, I, I said this to you guys off air quite a few times, but the fucking shoes, man. Howard's yeah. shoes. Oh, that, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That, and that Jesus shot at Christ. the beach was incredible. Too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I guess I put that. I, some of the YouTube videos that I'm watching uh, explain that as, you know, oh, it's just like a breadcrumb. And it's like, no, we kind of I thought it, it was pretty obvious what they were setting up for when they showed everything. I'm like, oh, they set up a suicide by the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But definitely. Maybe that wasn't as as uh, 
obvious i mean like certainly by the time mike says it 40 minutes later yeah yeah and he says it's gonna be they're gonna call it a suicide yeah body's not gonna wash ashore you know and like maybe i'm getting a little nitpicky with some of the logic because i i again i do think like some of it was contrived in order to get there but i love where they ended up like i love this idea when mike goes into the apartment to give these two a pep talk this was the lie that you had set up for this guy you know what I mean? Like, you didn't know the story that you were writing at the moment, but you wrote this story nonetheless. And mm-hmm. Howard is here because of you, and you've set him up as a cocaine addict. We're just filling in the blanks. Keep telling the lie that you're already telling. Yeah. And, like, that idea for these two people, like, how they're going to live with themselves after that. Well, and I think I think Kim runs away at this point. I, I don't... I mean, that's hmm. the camp I'm in, that she literally just runs away. Here's the, here's the problem. I mean, maybe this is a problem. Maybe it's not. But I feel like if she runs away, she leaves the blame on Jimmy. Think about that, right? Yeah. Howard goes missing. They were the last ones to see him. Kim Mm -hmm. runs away. Yeah, Yeah, but I'm not sure there's going to be much. That's not what she would do. I think I think based on what Jimmy did for Kim, I think Jimmy pushes Kim away or Mm -hmm. to to save her or Kim takes the blame to save jimmy it's one yeah, or the what other blame though i don't know i don't I, know how I, it's gonna I, work I, out yet. i personally think the howard thing is settled that that's I my don't. opinion after no that. i like, don't it either. feels like that was a neat send-off he's literally in the ground he no, felt like those those the, parts of the story symbolically at least were buried and they literally now exist in the dna of the until show. Ma- until mama howard carol burnett comes in and doesn't buy the story yeah but it's like okay but all right you do that that implicates Gus that implicates Mike like there there's no way that like Saul and Mike still have a working relationship in Breaking Bad if something goes awry with the Howard situation you know unless it's settled and Kim is blamed or something yeah but blame for what though like blame for his murder like I don't know body depends how depends how it goes right we don't know how things are gonna go yet yeah I, I I don't I, I think that's kind of done. It kind of felt like the, the shot at the beginning of this past episode, it felt like a send off. That's the last word on the matter. They haven't been punished yet no. for what they did to him. They've no. been and that's plenty the punished. You don't think they've been punished? No. 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 What? No. no. There is so much emotional baggage hanging over them now that that is going to be the yeah. punishment. Right. Yeah, that's right. what I mean. That is a punishment. No, but, but it hasn't happened it yet. It hasn't happened yet. It has not happened. It's yet. just no. It's listen, just no, beginning. No, they're they're going to be contending with it. No, I, I obviously. So there's it's no way gonna, the Howard thing is gone, though. Well, okay, you're fair. saying oh, it's buried. Bullshit. It's no, there. The, the, okay, front so, and center. All right. So what? One of the things I loved about this episode too, the, the the line from Breaking Bad. It wasn't me. It was Ignacio. Did Lalo, did Lalo send you? It wasn't me. It was Ignacio. That has now been revealed. We thought forever that. Lalo might have still been alive during Breaking Bad. Right. His presence was looming over Saul by the time he meets Walt and Jesse. What it turns out, it, this was just a, um, a a piece of trauma that he's been carrying with him. That this guy terrified him so much that night that he shot Howard that he's now constantly in fear. Until he sees a body, he's constantly going to be in fear. And if there's a gun pointed at his head, he assumes Lalo is involved in some way. Um, so... I think you're right. Like, obviously, this night is going to color the rest of the series and the rest of these people's lives. But I, I just think on a plot level, 
it's done. No. I don't think like there's going to be an investigation. I don't think like someone's going to pop up that's going to ask some questions. I, because I think they need to they need done. to confront when, not if, but when, as Mike said, they are asked about Howard. Yep. They, the show needs to confront how do they react. Yeah, I don't know. They might not even show it. We might just get a time jump. I, I don't think well, so. Well, that I think was my next it. question. Do we have a big time jump yes. in this next yes, episode? Yes, we do. We absolutely have time jumps. Yeah. There's too much time left. Yeah. And yeah. I also think that it worked well enough in Breaking Bad. Yeah. I don't see how they don't do it again. Yeah. Um, kind of tricky, though, because I don't know if I've ever seen a, a show or a movie that's both a well i guess godfather 2 fits this definition what, but that's both, both a, a sequel, a sequel, and, a sequel and, a and a prequel right yeah yeah or it's it, the majority of the story is a prequel boy spoiler the alert for godfather thanks yeah well it's okay um <laughs> <laughs> but even that's like not in the same way like um so y- they kind of have to yada yada the breaking bad of it all like they kind of have to tell the Walt and Jesse story because they've said since the beginning that we're we're trying to make its own independent show. Better Call Saul needs to stand on its own, so we're going to introduce Walt and Jesse at some point and kind of explain the whole Breaking Bad saga in an episode. So, and like, I'm going to be interested to see how that fits yeah. in, how it's going to fit in with Kim. You know, in terms of how much time do they spend on this? Like, are Walt and Jesse just going to be in the background of a scene? Are they going to be like in the forefront of an episode? You know, how much time do we actually spend in Nebraska at the end? It's weird. Like, like this really could go in a million different directions. Like, I don't know, like, if we've ever had a show quite like this in the next five episodes now. Um, but like, I like, I kind, I'm kind of ready for the next thing. I kind of feel like I've gotten. My fix of the prequel. I think, I think they're going to spend one or two more episodes dwelling on the Howard thing. Yep. Uh-huh. And then we're going to get some time jumps. Okay. That's so, what I think. So all the predictions out there is Carol Burnett is Howard's mom or Judge Papadumian. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thinks it's Judge Papadumian. Because that judge... What's is, that? This judge was mentioned in both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And... This judge has never made an on-screen appearance. Well, I guess that would also be another pretty logical explanation as to why the last name wasn't mentioned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I buy that. So, those are the predictions for Carol Burnett. Other than that, I have no idea where this goes. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, Kim, I think I'm I think I'm pretty confident in saying that she's going to live. Yeah, I'm 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 convinced that she's going to live and that she's going to pop up in Nebraska in the gene. No, yeah, that's yeah. I feel like that's got to be the uh, there's some suicide theories, though, floating around. Boy, that would be a new that would be a new area that Breaking Bad universe has never gone into. What about a faking her death? Have we actually even mentioned that possibility? Faking her death and getting a, a vacuum cleaner guy to sweep her away. Hmm. What's she hiding from, though? I mean, if you're going to pay a quarter of a million dollars for the vacuum cleaner guy to disappear you, what are you running from? She really has nothing to run from but herself. So, yeah. faking her death, I love the idea. I love the idea. I mean, you're just, but you're, you're, you're drawing so much suspicion, too. It's like, yeah, you know, all this, this trail of bodies. First, Howard kills himself. After alleging to Cliff Maine that these two people set you up, right. like, does Cliff Maine come back? 
Oh yeah, there's the Cliff. Well, that's what. That's another. That's another thing that I think. I don't think the Howard thing is gone at all. I yeah. really don't. Cliff I think shows they have up. To... Cliff shows up in the the press pictures for the next episode. Oh really? Yeah. So Cliff is in the next episode. Here's. I, I kind of think that Jimmy and Kim need to sell this Howard suicide story. I yeah. think that's kind of what's left here. Yeah. Is they need to sell it and get suspicion off of them. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I, I just don't know how you don't disrupt the Gus Mike side. You know how how you how that the Howard thing becomes exposed without disrupting that. Side. I, I don't. I'm not I, saying I, I don't think the Howard thing becomes exposed. No, we're just saying, but it but it's not going away. Is my point. But but all the blame. I think they succeed. All the blame is being pushed onto Jimmy and Kim. Nobody's going to suspect Gus and Mike. Yeah, I don't think they're like, really there's no in any there's danger. no bridge. There's no there's no bridge to gap anymore. The bridge has been destroyed when Lalo and, and Howard both died. There's no way to jump to Gus. And, and I don't and I Mike. don't see how anybody I don't care how much investigating you do. I don't see how anybody could tie Lalo into the Howard thing. No, no, because it was so out of left field. We never predicted it. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? It's so out of left field. I don't think anybody could come to that conclusion. So I don't think Gus or Mike are in any trouble. I think uh, it's up to Jimmy and Kim to get out of this, and they have to live with the live with themselves yep. afterwards. Yep. Looks like Don Eladio's in the next episode. Oh, probably mm-hmm. because they got to probably wrap up. Why is Lalo dead? What happened to Lalo? At, I'm, well, I'm looking at the press pictures, and uh, oh, that's right. The press pictures send Gus to Mexico. The, here's the synopsis for the episode. First of all, the episode is called Fun and Games. Uh, Gus attempts to smooth things over with the cartel while Mike ties up loose ends. Yeah. That's all we got. And it look, uh, Don Eladio, my man, has not aged gracefully. No. <laughs> Let me just say that right now. No. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I told you guys, I think that my sister is binging Breaking Bad now, and she's almost done with season four. And I pop in, and I just... You know, it, it is a little distracting seeing how wrinkly Giancarlo Esposito and Jonathan Banks have become yeah. in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's hard like, to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah, there's clearly no de-aging technology going on. No. It's no. it's kind of tough to, it is kind of tough to make that sell. Even yeah, Mike, just, it is. Just Mike, disbelief, you know? Mike always looked old, but like you can tell yeah. a little bit. Right, right. Uh, it's It's a challenge. All right, well, does that do it for us? Yeah, good episode. Yeah, I'll say great. I'll say solid episode. Yeah, very good. I, I episode. thought last episode was Absolutely. better, but I was I was definitely satisfied by this one. Yeah, rest in peace to Lalo though, an absolute king. The one of my favorite stuff was hard to watch. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Lalo. Man. Well, there's no greater attorney than Matlock, but Better Call Saul comes pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> How can people get a hold of us? Uh, Discord. Yeah. Join the Discord. The Discord's Chat a lot of fun. Yeah. Brought us a bit that you guys retired for us, so. Yeah, it's 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 over, but thank you for all the submissions. <laughs> We're no longer accepting them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, join join the Discord, vote in our, uh, why is this a thing? Uh, Dave draft as well. Ah. Yeah, we, we, we drafted Tom's. We're in a tight race right now. Yeah, it's it's actually very tight. So if you uh, if you haven't checked that out, please go check it out quickly. Quickly, quickly. We got a week left. Oh boy, might have to go sway some votes there. Use my fake account. 
See you next week, everybody.